three bad guys at the bat and we're three points down. It's the ninth inning and we gotta make five baskets if we wanna get out of this this game. It's episode nine. We're drinking champagne. Whoop, whoop. No one knows it, but they're feeling lame. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. And drink down the fame. We are live Cheers. today. This is our, my improvisational poetry podcast. Wait, wait, wait. Can I get like a drum to just like quietly like put a bum? <laughs> I hear the fears. It's in my ears. It goes yeah. through the years. And I can <laughs> drink my beers. Tommy, what are we talking about today besides what's between Steers. your ears? Uh, well, I wanted to give everyone a big congratulations on nine episodes. And most folks would celebrate for making it all the way to ten. But you know what? Celebrating nine. We feel pretty confident. We made it to nine. It's not about the destination. It's, it's about, about the, the journey. journey. It's not about the journey. It's about the orgies. It is about the orgies. Today's topic is what I've been calling the last week, communophilia. Even though that's not the official name for it. You just have a... I just wanted to give it a philia name. Yeah. But it you just is want to touch all the communities. Orgies. Sex parties. Swinger parties. Play parties. I guess fetish parties, probably. Possibly. Uh, all things that are in the game to discuss. We should all go around the table, introduce ourselves, and say what food we would cater an orgy with if we hosted an orgy. Oh, you want me to start? I mean, you. I looked at you, but if, yeah. If you wanna, if you I'm do Dana. It. I'm really glad to be talking about orgies today, and I think orgies. <laughs> I think uh, if I hosted it, I've got to go with the classic um, pig in a blanket. Yeah, it's very sexual. Yeah. Also, like, sometimes you can poke those little suckers in and out, and I think it'd be really funny. Yeah. <laughs> a bunch of people in bird masks yeah. poking out. If, 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 if not also paired with, like, the, the footlong hot dog, I think we should also serve those. So just phallic foods. With, yeah, plenty of condiments, maybe some tacos. Condiments are phallic? No. They're more of a... No, condiments with the with phallic foods. Oh. Yes. Who are you? What? I am Chris, and I would serve... Porridge, because porgy. Oh. oh my gosh. <laughs> and some pudding and pie. I mean, that's porgy, a good porgy, pun. Porgy. <laughs> I was thinking... And I would have corgis there. <laughs> Not food. Is this a bestiality <laughs> thing or a, or a... I think it's more of a pun thing. What some pineapple juice. I just like rhyming. <laughs> you were rhyming, I got jealous. Yeah. <laughs> you said the tone for today. <laughs> you saw me rhyming and you were sitting there shaking in your chair. The poetry you need to get out of your heart. Um, I would definitely choose Wingstop. Oh, God. But only the garlic, the garlic Parmesan <laughs> wings. Oh, I would only do the atomic wings. Yeah, well, I guess we could do atomic and the garlic ones, and then um, they're fries. Yeah. There's nothing, everyone needs to really be full. And everyone has to make sure that their hands are very clean. Well, yes. and also you get that, like, awesome sound of people going... Yeah. Like, that... Well, see, it's a flavor party, because, yeah. like, the people are the wings, and so you roll them around in giant metal bowls. And you have no idea what they're licking off their fingers. Exactly. Ooh, and so, yeah. like, you go into a room, and there's a bunch of, like, lovers, and they're all covered in wing sauces. And there's, like, a barbecue man, and, like, a garlic parmesan lady, and then, like, a Hawaiian teriyaki giantess. This orgy sounds like it's going to lead to cannibalism. Um, no, because it's all supposed to be very much about, like, um... You know, sharing flavor. This sort of sounds like it's going to lead to infection. Yeah, <laughs> I'm you having know, a flashback I'm take to a microwave bite out massacre. Of her. 
<laughs> I'm a don't stomp on my wing stop. Okay. Dreams. All right, all right, all right. Uh, I'm Sarah, and if I'm coming to the same orgy y'all are at, I'm bringing water bottles. No, you're hosting an orgy. Oh, I'm hosting my These own orgy. These are four separate well, I'm orgies. I'm still gonna bring I'm still water bringing bottles mm-hmm. uh, and you know veggies because we're gonna need our energy. Veggies are not sexual. Fruit is sexual. I'm still bringing a fruit of corgis. Like, right off the bat, I'm inclined to say something that's going to be an aphrodisiac, but I feel like in that setting, you're already pretty horned up, so you don't really need oysters. oysters <laughs> you need food that's going to keep you alive. Oysters and carrots. Through the night. No one with the classic grapes. All right, oh, I just need yeah. to be... No, y'all well, not... none of us are Dionysus. I just need to make sure you guys are safe. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got an invite. Lysol, some tarps. We're good. Yeah, right. And, You're going to need and... some Lysol. Ooh, I want shrimp there. You need to rent a portable. Lots of Aww. condoms and dental dams. No, because and... it would be really funny if you held it up to somebody and was like, oh, you're a little shrimp. Mm. You need to spend it. Oh, least... no, because I want that cocktail sauce. <gasps> oh! oh! He did it. He did good. it. He went like there. Good job. He did it. Good job, Chris. I'm very proud of you. You're such a raven claw. <laughs> <laughs> such a raven claw. Go hug some money, Hufflepuff. <laughs> I'll be at the Hufflepuff orgy. Your Ravenclaw party can do taxes. If they have taxes in the Harry Potter world, which I don't think they do, because they, they don't have, have... more to worry about. Yeah, they don't get to do taxes. Huff books. That's all we do. I thought you were... You're a... I'm a Ravenclaw. Are you a Ravenclaw, too? Mm-hmm. Well, no Slytherins in here. All right, that brings us to topic one for tonight. This is probably the simplest debate that will last the shortest, briefest amount of time. How many people does it take for it to become an orgy? Five. Five? Six? Five. Five? It's got to be more than partner swapping, so. I was going to just say four. Well, that's a foursome or partner swapping. There's a threesome, a foursome, and then it becomes an orgy, technically. But I think it should be six. Just so everyone has somebody to play with. So is it just a five-way until then? Hey. No. I think it's an orgy at five, but it's a better orgy at six. Five's just not even worth it. We just skip five. Foursome straight on to six. one person can play with two people, or two people can play with one person, vice versa, yeah. I mean, I guess you want people to eventually be able to pair up, but, like, you know, if you have 301 people having an orgy, it's not like... Yeah, you want to reach over and be able to touch somebody. So the consensus is five? I think five. I would say four, honestly, just because like a three is a three-way; it's its own separate thing. And once you pass that, you're in a new. No, area. four is wow, just like you partner didn't think swapping. It's going to really be a debate. Did you? I mean, it's just in my personal opinion. I mean, a three-way is a three-way. It's a menage a trois or a menage a dicks, and um, is that just three guys. Oh, no. It'd be three women. <laughs> I was trying to be quick on my feet. <laughs> I was not. I stumbled. I fell on my face. Menage a vagina. Menage a vagina. Well, should we start with like the origins of this? <laughs> well, so maybe to... go back into history to figure out to where figure this out came the... from. Do you have a historical perspective? I do. I I always look up some history on this. Um, and and I have a, a helper that helps me research all this. But the word orgy actually derives from the Greek word orgion or orgia, and in the 1560s came to mean any licentious revelry. So technically, us drinking, you know, alcohol right now and talking about sexy, kinky stuff could almost be an orgy in itself. So to, to, to dissect that, that essentially means excess, like naughty excess. Yeah. Like gluttony would be, if I ate 12 donuts, I had an orgy of donuts. Yeah. Or 
the new movie had an orgy of violence in it. Yes. Um, it used to actually refer to the ancient Greek mystery cults such as the Dion- uh, Dionysian Mysteries and the Cult of Cybele, which aimed above all at ecstatic union with the divine. Dropping mm. a lot of big words for an exciting episode about group sex. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the Greeks probably did invent this. Well, that was the first thing I thought of whenever we were talking about, like, orgies, was, like, the Bacchanalian, like, everyone dances naked around a fire. Yeah, you Dionysus. Know, season three of True Blood, and they're all, like, throwing meat two. at each other. I don't know, season two, whatever. Before Jesus came into the picture and really gave people all that shame, mm-hmm. old-fashioned people really knew how to party on the holidays. He said did. Jesus. It's like... Why wouldn't they like cheese? Oh, no. Jesus. Okay. Jesus Christ. Superstar. Or uh, Nazareth. Whichever one you want to give him. Uh, space. So that, that gives us a little bit of a historical, I don't know, place to start. I mean, I'm sure since we're orgies, trying to figure out what this is. I take back what I said earlier. I'm sure orgies have been having happening since, you know, the first caveman walked in. Oh, yeah. Since cave. sex has been happening. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, like, uh, yeah. Since one guy was like... Uh, banging somebody else and then was like oh wait that's mine and then I don't know they probably all just or one caveman was like what if there were two more of you (laughs) (laughs) especially before sex was always looked at as such an intimate and like important private thing Mm -hmm. you can make the argument that um, you know while not always pleasure based I mean the idea of the orgy that predates humankind itself I mean, there were plenty of times where, in, of exhibitionism in animals because they don't care. But there are am- animals that do have uh, sex entirely for pleasure. And mm-hmm. they don't mind partner swapping or having a giant group orgy. So, I mean, this is something that is built into animal nature. Yeah, there's that, uh, what's the monkey that we're closest, like, closest related the to? No. The gorilla. No. The rhesus. Capuchin or something. Yeah, it's a, it's a monkey that has sex all the time. They, like, trade sex for favors and that kind of thing. They have they tokens. Had, they invented prostitution. Right. Yeah. Uh, God. Well, I think humans probably invented prostitution. But... No, but there's some monkeys that... Like... I mean, they invented it on their own. Yes. <laughs> Independent of us. There was no human being that said, hey, let me tell you something. Cut this, because I didn't set up my joke right. Okay. Well, um, yeah, when you're talking to a, you know, a monkey, it's probably not going to respond. Well, and it's interesting because, like, for a long time, even though we've we've kind of forced shame onto, like, the sex act in general, there's especially a lot of shame attached with people partaking in group sex, because uh, for shame, like, you're not married to that person, or you're not exclusively dedicated to one person, you're just having sex with a group, which is even more shameful, but it's kind of interesting because a lot of the research that's been done here recently has shown a growing popularity in group sex and and, and sex parties uh, or fun parties or play parties, whatever you call them. They're not your average Tupperware party. Yeah. Well, it's fitting that the word orgy just means like in excess because, you know, just over like having overheard conversations from my mother and people like my mother, someone who goes out and hooks up with people they meet at bars or people who utilize Tinder to have all these hookups, that's bad. But someone who's going to have sex with more than one person at a time, that's double bad. That's an orgy of sin. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of have the the penultimate representation of, uh, gosh. The penultimate? Non-monogamy. It it is the 
the pinnacle of non-monogamy. Yeah, it's it's promiscu- promiscuity yeah. is what it is. So it's interesting that, um, I don't know about y'all, but in my research, um, you would think that something as wild and crazy as a sex party would not have a whole lot of rules, but there's actually quite a few rules and etiquette, and, and even sometimes um, there's even a... Uh, hall monitor sort of person that makes sure that everyone that's in the process of having Aww. sex is consenting. Um, I nerd. I just pictured Chris wearing a safety vest and a little <laughs> construction helmet. He's going around all these these yeah. couples and but hitting them very, with a baton. Very important, no pants. I just yes. really I just really think a sheriff badge would be appropriate. Like, okay, I'm the consent sheriff and here. It has to be pinned directly onto their flesh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's kinky. Yeah. Um, but it's funny because there's actually a lot of good guidelines out there. Um, I I know I had fun doing research this week on like what to pack to go to something like this. Um, but there's actually a lot of rules. Um, etiquette is important. Uh, asking permission before you touch anything, even if it's not another person. If it's somebody else's like toys that they've brought with them or, you know, anything, anything before you touch anything or partake in anything, you have to ask permission. Um, and a lot of that is like strictly adhered to and reinforced. Well, um, I'm sure a big part of that is um, I'm sure there are just sex parties for the sake of sex parties, just for having sex. But I imagine a lot of group sex activities are based around a fetish, mm-hmm. around this is a small community. I'm, yiffing fits right in. Yeah, it's very community. I, I've met up with a small group of people who share the similar interest to me and just as interests have uh, guidelines for single partner sex, mm-hmm. a group sex environment is going to require those same limitations, those same consent requirements. Right. Well, I just think it's, I, th- I thought it was kind of fascinating because I didn't know that these things were quite as organized as they are. Um, sometimes they even use like wristbands to indicate things like, okay, um, if you're a person who is attracted to females, you'll have like a little pink wristband. Or if you're a person that's attracted to um, specialized like kinks and fetishes, you'll have like a black band. Um, or if you're more into vanilla sex, you'll have a yellow band. So it's kind of interesting because you can actually like, as you go into some of these, you can request different bands for different things that you're okay with and some things that you should not be approached with as well. Um, so it's 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 kind of neat, like the way that some of these things can be organized. And also an- uh, anonymity is important. Um, keep the identities of the people that you see there to yourself. Um, somebody's like exhibiting some like strange, you know, kind of, you know, interesting kink that maybe you're not okay with. It's not like, okay to like leave that setting and then go blabber on about how you saw this particular person that might be known elsewhere, uh, participating oh, man, in a kink I saw party. Jim at the orgy yeah. last night. <laughs> yeah. You won't believe what he was doing. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of, um, I think it's a kind of an interesting, an interesting community of people, um, participating I, in these things. I guess I just don't understand where it, like where it happens. I mean, maybe uh, maybe it's just because I've never been invited, but I imagine this is in- organized entirely by uh, by invite. Right. Not always. Uh, yeah, office. Not, so, yeah. By invite or by interest. Yes. Well, and a lot of people can, you can go to a, like, meet and greet. Uh, I know FetLife hosts a lot of meet and greets. And then from there, if you're invited to someone's home um, for a party or an event like that, um, then yeah, you'll be contacted, but it's about basically getting out there and doing like a meet and greet event with other people that are involved in the same fetishes and things that you like. Um, before you actually go to one of these like bigger sex parties, there's one in particular. Can I tell you about this or am I? You can absolutely going. Okay. You're very excited. Why would I take that happiness away from you? Well, it was really interesting. Um, I wanted to research some of the more elite sex parties 
and how they actually function. One where Obama and Trump fucked each other. Oh, I missed that one. Deep underground. But there that is... was in uh, Eyes Wide Shut, wasn't it? <laughs> that would really like a predictive future. I know Stanley Cooper's a genius and all that. <laughs> there was one that uh, we found that was called the Killing Kittens Sex Club of London. Originally of London, uh, it recently crossed the Atlantic uh, to the Hamptons in New York. So this is a very exclusive, very posh sex party. Um, in order to get in, you have to send measurements, photographs, and a full application in advance, as well as a $400 entry fee. You're not paying for sex, you're paying for access to the party. Um, their goal is explicitly quoted as being a movement and community whose sole aim is the unwavering pursuit of female sexual pleasure. Uh it's kind of interesting that they uh, apparently on every flat surface in the house they have um, lifestyles, condoms, summer's eve wipes, and chewing gum. Was I was gonna fun. say, you, yeah. seems like you need something to uh, relieve your breath. Yeah, because you can't really uh, go to everybody beforehand and just say, "Hey, yeah. you know, make sure you brush your teeth." Yeah. So they don't actually serve food at this event at all. Uh, they do have kittens? no. They have time to like meet and greet each other before anything sexy starts happening. Uh, there's a lot of conversation and mingling um, with alcohol, and then uh, at some point, somewhere, something starts to happen, and everyone starts taking part. So, so it's Burning Man, but for for boning. Boning. Yeah. Man. yeah. already kind of for boning. Yeah. Man. Yeah, but like this is like explicitly for if boning. If you can get it through the application process, I mean, mm -hmm. you're not paying for sex, but like you're, you're gonna pay some money and then you're gonna get you're gonna yeah. get to have right. sex. But you might get rejected. They might look at your pictures and say, ah, ah, yeah. uh, bald spot. Yeah. Ah, uh, chubby tums. That must yeah. take a lot of organization to move one whole party from England. Well, I'm sure States. they actually still have it in England, but the main one is now in New York, and they're actually planning on several other exotic locales and renting yachts they to do this it as off, well. And mm -hmm. the, the one in London is secret now, and they yeah. put all the uggos in New York. <laughs> oh, that is what they did. I would it's pay possible. good money to have an orgy on a yacht. Yeah. Oh, to be a fly on the wall in a place like that. I think I would be too busy, like, watching everything to actually participate. Like, maybe I, like, go there with the intention of participating, but I think for me it would be too much fun to be like, oh, that that's interesting. Oh, what's in here? What's in this room? Look at this. Oh, watch I that. I think I'd have a panic so, Oh, really? If I just saw, like, a bunch of people fucking, I think I'd be, like, wildly uncomfortable and want to go home. Even if you went, like, I guess you wouldn't, but even if you went into it knowing that was what it was going to be. Yeah, like. no, I mean, I did not, like, think that I was just going to, like, open a door to a haunted mansion, like, expecting ghosts, mm -hmm. and then there was, like, an orgy inside. Yeah. I mean, that would be shocking, but if I got invited to an orgy and I walked in, gosh, I, I just don't think that I'd be comfortable with group sex. I think you, I would I would want to leave. Well, you got to treat it like a museum. Like, you just... Don't touch. <laughs> yeah, stand on one side of the velvet ropes and just... Watch. You just find just a couple you think is attractive, and you just reach out and grab a buttocks. Just like at no, museums. No. You have to ask permission first. I don't know. My inner anthropologist would be interested to, like, see this happening around me. I'd be, like, mentally taking notes. I think it'd be fascinating. I wouldn't ask questions about how people, like, got into it and things like that. My inner reporter or something. And um, I think it'd be interesting. But it's funny because a lot of the orgies that I researched, um, you're not always guaranteed sex. And there's sometimes, like, there's sex parties that are scheduled to be sex parties and then nothing ever happens. So it really depends on the community that's there, the people that want to take part. Um, and not everyone that goes in there, especially if you're a single person and you show up, it's pretty likely you probably won't have sex with somebody else. Um, if you show up as with like a couple, as like a couple, you'll probably like have sex. 
But it's funny if you show up as a single person, you may not. That brought me to one of my, my next points. And as much as I would not be interested in group sex, I feel like planning it entirely defeats the purpose. I feel like, and I mean, that's my own interpretation. I, I feel the same way. The, the, all the rules kind of like, this kind of takes away from the whole like mystique of the orgy, like, of like, letting limitless, it happen organically. Yeah. Re- yeah, limitless like revelry. Well, and that's what makes it ultimately a contradiction for me, is that it, it can't be the Wild West. It needs rules, but it also cannot be organized because I think the second an orgy is organized, it's it's lost a lot of its its desired effect. I mean, if you look at a monogamous relationship when there's scheduled sex, the the idea of scheduling sex kind of just sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you had orgy on your calendar and like you're like waiting for the big orgy day, that, that defeats a, a lot of the fun. Maybe it's not an orgy at that point. Maybe it's literally just a sex party, group sex, or sex yeah, party. yeah. I like that. I think that that's the difference between perhaps an organically grown orgy <laughs> uh, versus a, a sex party. Scheduled sex is supposed to be like healthy for a relationship. Maybe not scheduled down to what time, but at least like you know we will. The day. Yeah. Okay, three to five times a week. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a we'll goal. Definitely make sure yeah, we have then, the intimate yeah. time together. But then at yeah. the end of the week, you're like, huh, oh, we got that quota to meet. Gotta, <laughs> you know. Gotta just fuck all day. Sorry, sorry if you need your tires I think changed. There's a difference between scheduling and intention. Yeah, yeah. Since the well, car accident, me and Martha have to schedule our lovemaking. It's been very exciting. Well, that was kind of kink shamey, but it, it it encapsulates my point. Mm-hmm. I, there's there is something that is. It makes it very robotic. And when sex is robotic, it has lost its animal nature. I don't think so, though. I totally disagree. <sighs> I, I That's fair. Like, we can agree to disagree. No, I, I absolutely disagree, because it's, it's a different taste. I mean, yeah. for one thing, you'd be willing to, to at least go attend one. I'm too afraid to fucking attend one. Yeah. So that should say that you and I have very different sexualities from the get-go. Um, and my own personal choice without shitting on anybody is that this is not something that even makes sense to me, mm-hmm. and I should not be uh, projecting that on other people. I have to say, in my opinion, there is something a little bit maybe sexy or maybe just kind of taboo about meeting up with someone and both of you know that it's with the intention of sleeping together and you still have to go through that initial period of talking. So, uh, how's the weather today? <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, there's something about that. I don't know. It's I haven't gone kind of like foreplay in some ways, yeah. I think. Well, and I, I think a big part of what makes it exciting is that you're traveling to a sexual world. And when I think about you know, the eyes wide shut situation, you're, you're going to a landscape that is sexual. You're going into an environment where the lighting, the decor, the surroundings, the public, the people in public, right. it's like you're taking a trip to hell. Or something. Even before it's become sexual, even when it's just you and a bunch of other, you know, rich people in a room in the Hamptons together in pencil skirts and blazers, and you just know there's still like a buzz in the air that, you know, eventually someone's going to take their clothes off. But I, oh. I, I, I do agree with you, Tommy, though. Like, they, I mean, organizing it is different. Like, all the rules, while it is there to, like, keep people safe and everything, seem to, uh, like take some like take the mystique away from it even though they're common sense rules the fact that they're posted is kind of demeaning it's kind of like if when you went to eat your breakfast at mcdonald's there's a giant like list of things you can and can't do in public 
Like, I know what I can and can't do in public. Yeah. I don't need to be demeaned by a sign. Right, but, but then you don't post them, and then someone walks in and just sticks shoots their me fingers the up your butt because yeah, you, you know, you've come to an orgy, and so that's what you signed but, up for. But, yeah, like, I, my thought of an orgy was, like, you're ab- abandoning. Like, it's just abandoned. You, you just... Let go of you just like black out and surrender yourself to, to sexual yeah. exploration fully. Yeah, but there's got to be rules because like I, I you know there same approach to a hookup. Some terrible things could happen. I, I know, but I, I'm just saying that was my thought when reading about like orgies. Was like it when it's too organized, it loses like the animalistic nature of it. I'm sure most of the people that are actually there are probably more open than a lot of the rules would imply, but, you know, it's just that you have to ask first. Yes. So, what's so outlandish? What are so, what's so bad about the rules? Like, uh, ask for consent before you touch? No, there's I nothing don't... bad about the rules. Yeah. It's just, it's... The it... fact that there are any is a problem? The fact that they're no. stated? The, the fact that I don't, think that's... I don't see that as a problem. I, think I guess definitely. that offers a safe place for play. I think it seems kind of crucial. I think it's awesome, and then you know everyone has agreed to this. So playing with my own thoughts here, because I'm, I'm really trying to figure out why this makes me so uncomfortable, because this is an argument where I will very openly say, mm-hmm. I kind of don't know why I feel the way I do. Oh, that's fair. It's something on a subconscious level that I'm responding to out of fear, and I'm trying to rationalize my own fear. I mm-hmm. think you just don't like the idea that people need to be told that they need to ask permission first. And, that, and I guess that's the part of it, is the fact that there are rules instantly sets off something in the back of my mind that says there needs to be rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and that's a frightening concept, is that I imagine someone is sexually explorative, and the fact that they're going to something that has all these rules, rather than something spontaneous in mm-hmm. a group of friends who'd be into a kind of uh, thing like that, mm-hmm. um, they're going to some place with strangers, and that's written on the wall, and that's written on the wall, because for every rule, there was someone who couldn't handle those rules. Yeah, yeah. That's... And that's scary. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's just like how society is. The reason we have laws against like murdering and stealing is because there are people that do that. And the reason that those rules are on the wall in McDonald's is the same thing because one once somebody did walk in with a gun, and so they had to say, "Oh, I guess we better put a sign that says don't bring a gun." Guess we better put a sign that says ask before you put a finger up somebody's throat. <laughs> uh, I guess what's uh, what's so nerve wracking about that is, um, yeah, you know, I'm not. I'm not having sex these days, um, trying to abstain and be a person and all this and that, not to get too personal. But if I, if I were to be hooking up with someone and they took out like a list of rules and they said, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this. It's all common sense stuff, but I would feel assaulted in some way. That's the wrong word. I would feel insulted in some way. Yeah. Like there's an implication that you would, you're some kind of monster. So I need to sit you down with all these rules. Um, I'm responding to this yeah, entirely no, on that's a totally fear-based totally irrationality. Fair. Yeah, that's um, fair. I think I think it's so good to sit down and talk about the guidelines for sex with any partner, whether it's in an orgy or any other situation. Like, this is what I enjoy. This is what I feel safe doing. This is what I don't feel safe doing. Maybe I'm just different in that way that I actually like have an outline like set of rules that I'll abide like by. Most folks talk about sex, and that's I think that's a big part of where the spontaneity, spot, yeah. spontaneous uh, orgy. Is, is interesting is there are some people who can honestly just talk about it mm-hmm. I'm comfortable talking about sexuality but my own is, is something that turns you right in the face and makes me very fearful and uncomfortable well it is also huh. very uh, different I think when you're talking about partner or partners that you have spoken with before who you kind of have an idea of what page they're on sexually even if you haven't 
specifically said, yes, you can, or no, you cannot put a finger in my butt, you kind of know where they're at. When you're walking into a room with 10, 20, 30, you know, however many strangers, you have no idea what for them, you know, this is a completely normal thing. For you, it could be terrifying. Jeez, a 30 person orgy? <laughs> I mean, how obviously many you don't. The obviously, level? you don't have sex with all thirty of them. No, no but, but like, I, I think part of it, part of this fetish is also the exhibitionism, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't which know. is a part of a lot of fetishes. I mean, it's the idea of some people enjoy fucking with pornography on, and then we've all been to parties, we've all been in groups, and one couple starts making out, and it gets the other couple to start making out mm-hmm. right. because there's something sexual about witnessing someone else's sexuality. It's animal, right. um, and I think even if you went to a an orgy with your wife and you just fucked around with your wife there's a sexuality in being surrounded by the sex of other the people the room smells like sex everyone around you is thinking about sex well and that brings in the difference between like uh, an orgy a sex party and a swingers party versus um, a play party yeah well, those, are like, our, those are four let's go into those let's let's okay. let's uh, dissect the different kinds of parties you can have I did have a question. Um, uh, would y'all consider a circle jerk an orgy, or is that a separate mm, event? I, call it orgy. I don't think it's an orgy. You don't it's think an so? Orgy. I don't think so. Why don't you think so? Because you're not. Because you're touching not touching other people. other people. Oh, oh. I, I misunderstood what a circle jerk was. Because I, oh, I, I mean, you, I thought yeah, you were jerk No, that's that's got an actual name. That's a cum biscuit. No. Uh, a daisy chain or something. Daisy chain, but I thought a circle jerk was the reason it was called a circle jerk. I think because, it's no, it's because you're all you're all jerking off at the same time. You're not jerking each other off. That's oh. a daisy chain. A daisy chain is when you're jerking off yeah. like the next person. I always thought a circle jerk because that's why they call it a circle jerk on Reddit is because you yeah. you jerk off the dude next jerk. to you. No, it's because you're all joining in in the uh, one same thing. I mean, both make sense oh. with uh, circle jerk as a colloquialism for like a group of people being high and mighty, but I, I did not know that. Yeah. I, I honestly did not know that. I, I thought would that call... was the whole point behind it is that everyone's jerking each other off and they're all no, a big no. bunch of guys that are all circle And then jerking. a Dutch rudder is when you... Uh... <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I, I believe that one's when uh, you have your own hand on your own dick, but someone is grabbing your arm and jerking off your hand to jerk it off. I thought that a was Dutch called, rudder. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was called a Yosemite Sally. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, these names... Um, wow. I would actually still call that an orgy, just kind of like I talked about uh, earlier, the idea of uh, husbands and wives going to a big party and they all fuck in front of each other and there's no swinging whatsoever. Maybe not an orgy, but probably a sex party, right? It, it's a sex party, and I would call a daisy chain absolutely an orgy, and then a... Um, oh, well, a daisy jerk. chain is different than a circle jerk. Well, circle jerk's a giant expression of sex in a, in a group with a large room full of people and yeah. possibly anonymity. A circle jerk is just a orgy. bunch of guys just getting together and having a good time. Um, I would not like to do that in the next B-movie death match before you ask. That's what we do every episode. <laughs> just very good at keeping a straight face. But with four people, is that a circle jerk or just mutual? Sometimes, it's, sometimes it's five of them. Well, well, yeah, well that's, that's, when it, yeah, yeah. that's when it becomes an orgy. Add an extra in and it's six guaranteed. That fits yeah. everybody's definition. Oh, but uh, no, so I'm going to go through these. For my own definition, because I didn't fucking research these words. Let's see if we agree with this, because it seems like a lot of this is in contention. All right. So, a sex party is going to be a... Uh, let, me do, let me start on that one. I, Number I like one. A swinger party is where monogamous couples go to a large place and they swap. And so, everyone is okay with it. 
everyone knows what to expect and you do the car key thing if you go home with someone else. It's a big thing. It started in the 50s, whatever. But the sex doesn't happen there. It happens elsewhere? Yes. I think okay. sometimes I don't know. it happens. Because I, I feel like there. sometimes it happens in a house well, and they go to different rooms. Right. Yes. Yeah. I'm imagining middle class families sure. and there's 40 of them. But yeah. it could also be like 50 of them in a rich guy's mansion. It could also just be like three neighbors. So it's like bunko night that ends really well? Yeah. Well, bunko night. That's so white. And so like, <laughs> Ron and Jeff talk about how, like, you know, they're both attracted to each other's wives, and then the wives are, you know, who are as much a part of the decision as they are, are like, yeah, I'd fuck Ron. Ron's cool. He's a he's a nice seventy five year old man. I always wondered what that would be like. Oh. That's what I'm picturing, though. Honestly, is like super white. Super the neighborhood classy, you grew up on. GTA you have moms. yeah, you have dinner together at the country club, yeah. and then you go right. yeah. And then yeah, <laughs> the car key thing is real, by the way. Uh-huh. You guys all know what that is, right? Yeah, key parties. Right. Yeah, okay. I mean, okay, what's a key party? Can we define that just in case? You, to have a fishbowl, you put all the car keys in the fishbowl, and I think it's it's usually going to be uh, it's the traditional 1950s. It's going to be heterosexual couples, and the keys go in, and the woman grabs the keys, and mm-hmm. she goes to the car that, that match up with those keys, and the man goes to his car, and mm. now they all split off. That's what I remember. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. Some variance right there. But that's swinger parties, meaning there's no group sex. There's no three ways. There's no bunch of people fucking in a room. There could, but that's going to blend into other things. Yeah, I think there there might be, like, group sex in those, but it's it's not, like, everyone at once. It's, yeah. like, two couples split off. Uh, finally, we have a play party. I feel like a play party is a organized orgy or sexual activity that is based around a certain form of play. Mm-hmm. That is going to be fetish based. Of we yeah. are all huge Sonic the Hedgehog fans, yeah. yeah. Or we're all into feet, or tentacles. We're all into BDSM. We meet yeah. up. We have a weekly, you know. It's just like a knitting club, except we're all into whips. We meet up in this basement, and then you know, there's some stuff happening. And I don't imagine a play party always has to involve sex. Mm-hmm. I imagine it could be a bunch of enthusiasts talking about different products, mm-hmm. like board games. I like board games, no, but it's stuff that has to do with the fetish. You play consentical. Yes. And then talk about tentacles. And it could end up sexual. I mean, we have a play party every week. I guess we do. Yeah. Let the AC run for a minute there. <laughs> uh, finally, we have a. Orgy versus a sex party. I would say that an orgy, while being a broad term for everything, an orgy itself is spontaneous. It is a group of people having sex. They've had a few drinks. One person's very bold in the group and is like, hey, we're all young. We're all a bunch of guns. Yeah, an orgy feels like the classic, like, Dionysus, like everyone's got a shit ton of wine and grapes and you're just like pouring the wine on people while they're banging and everyone takes their figs leaf fig leaves off yeah and they're just yeah. they're just going at it left and right yeah a sex party is an orgy that has been planned on a Microsoft Excel sheet <laughs> with, a, with a little budget and tickets and yeah. wristbands it's the nerd version of an orgy oh dude you've got a lanyard backstage access Oh, yeah, it was only $5 extra. For get you. Backstage access, you just said. Oh. It's anal. To the back door. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So if you see a guy with a lanyard, you know. <laughs> you know what he's uh, <laughs> coming for. He's chewing a lot of gum, let me tell you. <laughs> 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 oh, damn it, that was funny. 
Do you think the uh, killing kittens was that what it was called? Yeah. Is that a reference about to pussy? Slaying pussy, yeah. Yeah, okay. That's absolutely what it's about. It's about That's right. the pussy. Yeah, slaying puss. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we got there. It's one and the same in this context. It's not the most clever thing in the world, but it's funny. Hey, they get $400 per entrant. I mean, don't, it, it's not prostitution. Entrant. It's, it's, it's <laughs> oh, you were being a punny man. You were making a pun of some kind. And intern doesn't have to do anything with prostitution at all. No, I, I, yeah, I just misunderstood what you said. It's all good. We're all good. No, yeah. So uh, those were the four. Sex party, orgy, play party, swinger party. Yeah. Uh, we I, go one by one. We, we kind of put some time into all of them. Yeah, I thought we did. We talked about it pretty thoroughly. I mean, we didn't like have a whole episode on each one, but. The AC buzz for a minute. You know what, we can just cut these two minutes and we can just have cross-chatter and we'll just tell Chris to cut it. It's all good. We can take a little break, we can all pee-pee, we can open a wine bottle. I think I'm going to cut it. Last two segments. What? I want to know. Now we're on break. This is a diversion. Oh, we're paused. Yeah, we're paused. I mean, we're not paused. I feel like any form of group sex expresses a very... I mean, it's only consensual. It expresses a very attuned sense with your own sexuality as well as a power. Yeah. Because, you know, again, getting way too personal. No, thank you. Okay. I have, had, I have <laughs> plenty of wine, the drink of You're the good. orgy. Okay. Um, as this someone is, who is a... This is one of my favorites. Do you mind if I try yours? Landon yes. Winery. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it does a... Uh, it is a uh, power... Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's so... It does. Well, uh, I, I imagine a drier red, but he said this one. So I imagine it makes you feel uh, very powerful oh, this is very to good. have so many partners. To have so many partners in such a short time, especially at least for uh, the male side of things, there is like uh, a whole social impetus on how many partners you do have. But, that, but that's such, such an outdated idea that I don't think we even need to bring it up. I mean, I was thinking that too, though, when we were talking about how outlandish the idea of group sex is to some people, it comes back to this idea that we still hear a lot of people talk about, what's your body count? What's your and number? Every single relationship I've been in has, that question has pop, uh, like came has come up. It, it does matter to a lot of people. And I have to say, well, last week it was 500, but, <laughs> but, but you I've know, had it's like gone down. I've had like five orgies since then. And I think that is kind of a startling idea to some people that your body count can go up multiple people at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, like yesterday I've had sex with five people and today I've had sex with 15. Oh, and yeah. It was like, empowering, too. It was a positive experience. Right. And I'm now, okay you know with a really good it. way to avoid the body count question? Don't ask it? No. You say, I've had some partners, but here's my recent STD test that's com- completely clean. So let's we're good to go. And also, I've never been pregnant. Yeah, there you go. And is quadruple digits too much? <laughs> I mean, you know there's some hey, people Hey, life is quadruple. short. I measure a good life in the amount of orgasms I have. No, I'm just like... <laughs> 13. <laughs> all self, all self. Uh, 
Yeah. yeah. Well, I just, I don't They're know. They're all like, part of Wayne's jerk. I don't know. I guess that's a thing with any, maybe this is a personal thing, but like with any sex partner I have, I always ask them to get tested and like. I bet that's part of the, the slaying kittens thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it, that's part of it. Oh, it definitely is. It's uncomfortable, but I feel like it's important. So if I ever went to anything like a sex party, I would be like. Here's my credentials. Here's why I'm going to play within these boundaries. And then from here, it's oh, up to us I'm, to decide where it goes. You I know? would assume that's part of most planned yeah. orgies. I'm yeah. wearing protection. The yeah. cover of the book would just be a lady's tit with a hello, my name is sign on it. <laughs> it says a lot. Your name is what? Hello, my name is. Oh. Well, that could be her name would be the title of the book. And it's about her time when she was a, she was a student at Yale and she kind of got bored of everything and she wanted to go on a sexual walkabout and so she kind of like the orgy scene she met george w bush she wrote a book about it and it's a bestseller and then it opens this discussion on group sex uh in our culture that's just that's a book that i think would be really fun to read a lot of i would like to invite someone who goes to yale to live out that experience (laughs) and then write a book a lot of people are, sorry, turning to that, like, kind of a sexual experience to really find themselves or to relieve themselves or as a cathartic kind of thing. I think whether they believe that that is the solution or not, I think for some people it's just mm-hmm. kind of, well, I'm at a weird place in my life. Guess it's time for some sexual exploration. Yeah. I have a friend who's a professional dog yeah. who recently told me about a woman that he ran into. Um, that has kind of taken on his services and, uh, it's like, paid. Yeah. Um, he, never, he, never, he never actually has sex with them, but he dominates them. And this woman had like recently become pregnant. So he researched and figured out how to like handle all of that safely. But she had been through an abusive relationship and found that it was cathartic and, and healing for her to be dominated. And that actually was able to bring out some of those feelings that she needed to express. I can really- which is amazing, because, like, that's a scary place to be in, especially if you're, like, no, a pregnancy you didn't expect. There's something very liberating for anyone who, uh, for anyone, whoever they may be, who has an exceptionally terrible body image, mm-hmm. who is essentially reaching a point of considering asexuality, to, to be able to be in an environment that is that liberated, and where, where sex is this positive thing, to be shared in a community, rather than some dirty secret, rather than some huge almost burden as it, as it ends up becoming mm-hmm. the, the idea of being in an environment that is sexual being in a community that is sexual mm-hmm. being at a party that's celebrating sexuality right the idea that it's so not a big deal that you can literally be at a party where one second you are drinking wine and chatting with friends and the next second you're, you're drinking wine and fucking drinking wine and fucking <laughs> and maybe there's nothing wrong with that in fact drop the maybe there's nothing wrong with that. yeah i think it's fantastic especially because you can kind of transgress the the conventional bounds of what sexuality is and the shame associated with it and just be like no, I'm not going to feel bad about my sexuality. I'm not going to be feel like ashamed by the fact that I want to have sex with a lot of people. I'm just here to have fun and experience what it is to be human. It's a very bacchanalian kind of approach, but I think that yeah. that's Fuck significant. Fuck bitches, get money. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think the, the politically correct version of that is drop bridges, get money. Oh, there you oh. go. That's a good... Or if you're at the killer kittens party, then it's spend money, fuck bitches. Yes. Yeah. Although I'm Get assuming, <laughs> I'm assuming they're probably pretty wealthy. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think I don't they think some things for free. <sighs> Get I, money. Spend. If I was yeah. if, if I was going to try and organize an orgy for profit, mm-hmm. I realized you have a celebrity guest list. You have a celebrity guest list. You let in like about 
Well, I don't know if you can find 20. Probably let in about 10 to 15 chicks in for free. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like the entire yeah, it's like a club. Of like lingerie night. Yeah. But if you're in this for the for the pure sake of making money, you let in every nasty perv you could just to make money. Like, well, it depends on what your goal is. I think another big thing we haven't discussed yet, and this is a subject I haven't found, not everybody's attractive. And a big part of, like, the orgy and the sex party is... You kind of want to be surrounded by people who are wealthy in looks, and there is the idea of exclusion because, as cruel as it sounds, just as two partners need to be attracted to each other, there needs to be a general maintenance maintenance, attraction. That's the whole hygiene, and that's Mm -hmm. the whole point of tender. Like tender is supposed to be like, do I like how they look? Then I might look at their profile. Yes. There's also a dating website that you have to pay to be on that you send pictures so that you can be approved to be on the site. And most of the people are from, like, Nordic countries. But. <laughs> I heard that, that website was racist. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's, all, it's all white people. That's wow. why they're mostly from Nordic countries. They're tall, blonde, blue-eyed. But it, after interviewing some people that have attended parties like this, or at least meetups, some of them haven't attended, like, the full-on sex parties, but, like, people that have gone to the meetups to... Then from there progress to sex parties. A lot of them say, like, people will show up in, like, jeans and a t-shirt. They won't be invited to these things. Like, you dress up, you show off your best qualities. You're a gentleman or, or a gentlewoman uh, or what have you. Yeah, and you show like, up, like... Well, personality goes a long way, too. Yeah. Personality you curated. Yeah. To dress yeah. to impress. And that's one thing that I've I researched as well, and this kind of gets into, like, what you would do to prepare for something like this is you would wear nice, um, comfortable, but still sexy clothing. Um, uh, and any toys you would feel comfortable playing with that somebody else can play with you with, or you can play with yourself with, um, to rather, you know, draw in somebody else. It it really is, is up to you. So the toys that you want touching you, I've got my bop it. I've got my my plastic Tyrannosaurus Rex from Jurassic world. Yeah. Um, I've got Mario. Sometimes if you're going to wear anything else that you didn't appear in, like from the very beginning, you would want to have that handy. So if you're into leather, if you're into costumes, if you're into rubber masks, if you're into anything like that, uh, like a hedgehog. yeah. If you're in, into anything like that, you should pack that and bring that with you. So um, I, I and imagine like a scene from like Family Guy or something where someone yeah. shows up dressed as like a leather daddy to a normal orgy. And it's just like. You don't well, show up that, that way. This is part. awkward. You don't show up that way, though. I mean, like, you can drop hints of that's what you're going to get into, but then you would have a time where you would prep and talk about things before you get into In it. In high school, uh, we knew this girl who threw naked parties on occasion. And my best friend, you know Arlen, Arlen from B-Movie Deathmatch, we had a long-standing joke that we would always show up to one in Darth Vader costumes. We'd be like, oh. We... I believe you told us that on the most recent I guess episode. I misread the invitation. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Sorry, well, I had to tell that story to mean to interrupt you're your fine. research. You're fine. A lot of those kind of things that happen in high school just turn out to be just rumors. And probably didn't happen. Yeah, there's yeah. no way. Well, and lingerie parties happen in college. That's a thing, too. Yeah, anything but clothes, ABC. Yeah. Um... Uh, but then also, like, I've also been doing a lot of research. Um, there's this one excellent website and YouTube channel that's called Submissives Guide. And it's just everything you would play, you would take to play with you at, like, a normal play date. We would also take this uh, to go to something like a, a play, play party. Um, you would take condoms, your own condoms, um, uh, gloves, and dental dams, latex and non-latex, depending on who you play with. You want to make sure that you're not, like, invading anybody's allergies. Um, a towel or sheet to sit down on if you're naked. 
nobody wants your butt juices to be <laughs> on their furniture. What if that's so, my fetish? Yeah, don't tell nobody yet. You'll We're need to. You'll, you'll need to ask permission first, of course. Um, but yeah, something for you to sit on. Some people say like one of those puppy play pads, but I think those are really unsexy. <laughs> Um, if, 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 yeah, no, that's Again, what it said. That's what it said. these things, they lose the romance. Um, so if you, if you're prone to leakage, take your puppy um, play pad at the uh, door. Take a towel or a sheet. Um, also, um, take whatever lube you like to use. A lot of places will offer, um, if you have, like, if you go to a sex party, a lot of times they'll have lots of different lubes, um, like sampler packages and things like that for you to try out. That's part of the coverage. Like, you usually pay to go to these things. Tupperware part. Um, and then you have lots of selections to choose from in terms of lube um, and usually lots of condoms and things like that too so um, also hair ties that's important too Dana, this sounds like it's all leading into a certain corner. Like you're backing me into a corner. Yeah, I pretty like much Dana's just... product <laughs> corner. Yeah, that's pretty much everything that I would recommend. I, I basically... Dana's product, kinky, shopping cart, what have you segment, is just basically everything that I think you should put in a duffel bag and take with you to a party like well, this. Well, you can't forget you have to go buy some invites to go send out... <laughs> It's 2017. We just use our iCast. No, no, no. You have a little, <laughs> little cart, and it's a B, but it's stingers on the front. It says, I hope you'll be at my origin. Yeah, yeah we're, we're trying to keep this classy. <laughs> right, you right. should sell those on Etsy. And you yeah, open it, for... and there's a bunch of bees fucking each other, and it says, you'll have a good time. Uh, yeah, like, oh my if you God. see that, you're no more, more likely no to more go than if it's just a Facebook thing. <laughs> oh, you can't stop me, honey. Um, Did you see oh, I'm another on the bee oh! train! Oh, shoot. It's the Buzz of the town! Deathmatch! Well, there we go. That's that's pretty much all I have to say about orgies. Um, Go prepared. Go prepared to talk with people about what your expectations are and what your limits are and your boundaries are and have a good time playing. And hey, if you don't want to have sex with more than one person and you're in a monogamy and this isn't something you're interested in uh, experiencing, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Just there are other because, kinks for you to check out. Yeah, there's other stuff to check out, you know. Just like every week. Actually, I uh, let me, let's let's harbor on that real quick before mm-hmm. we get to the FDI and call it a night. Would you say that group sex is a symbol of a very healthy sexuality and is something that people should aspire to experience? Or would you say that it is something that for certain personalities, there would never be an appropriate situation. Nope, I reject the idea that I am going to define that for someone else, so you can skip past me. On yeah, I don't like that question. I'm 100% not on board with the question. Chris? Hmm? You're not going to say nothing, are you? Drink your wine, boy. <laughs> Straight from the bottle. Drink your uh, wine, B-boy. Uh... uh <laughs> what do you think, Tommy? Yeah, what do you think? You pr- oh, I would you never pr- define pr- that for someone else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would never define that for someone else. This is one of those trick questions. I think it all boils down to one of my new favorite sayings, which is just, you do you, boo. You do you, honey, boo. I mean, I, I probably would not, personally. You wouldn't uh, do it or you wouldn't say that that? I wouldn't engage in that with someone who I was in a relationship with. So if you had a partner, you would not bring your partner to a sex party? Yeah. Right. I'd probably go by myself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's American modernity of 2017. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Not really. Chris can get laid, but no one else 
that he knows. Hey, I can't get laid to save my life, so. <laughs> that brings me to the fetish danger <laughs> index. The uh, how dangerous would you say this is? Uh, off the bat, I can't remember what it was, but something else got a two. And I think this is a perfect example of a two, just because it requires communication. It re- so many rules. It requires, even if it is just five friends who are a little drunk, I've said that. I know there are five people in the room. It's not what I'm fucking going for. Fuck everybody. Whatever. Um, even if it's just a couple of buddies who decide it's a good idea, communication is so fucking important. Right. To a point that this can't get a one, this can't just be put on the back burner of... Um, you know, yeah, you can't just you can't just kind of about go it. about it like basically. There's a level of communication required that warrants a two for this. There are so many moving parts. There are so many literally. opportunities for yeah, literally. There are so many opportunities for something to go wrong if you're not all on the same page. And the more people and the more variables you bring into a situation like that, the more uh, of a trust game it becomes. I think. I. I'm going to offer a scenario with my answer. Um, I think that if it's a party of people that know each other and have established that these boundaries are what they are and they're all in the same house together and they are all like an earshot of each other and have a hall monitor slash consent uh, sheriff. Um, I think that it's probably super safe, especially if the doors are open. But if it's in a, like a really like stranger kind of setting, um, I think that it could be a little bit dangerous, especially if there are doors closed and everyone, like, if there's lots of noises going on, which hopefully they would, there would be. Um, I, I think that, I think that it would be, uh, I would, I would give it a two. I think it depends on the setting. It depends on the number of people. Well, it depends on the rules in place. Um, I'm a rules person. If it's spontaneous, it gets a so, two for communication. Yeah. If it's planned, it requires a two for vigilance. Because mm-hmm. that, that, that vigilance, that safety sheriff can't just yeah. fucking sleep in on the job. Uh, yeah, no, you wouldn't be part. able to sleep in that house. Hopefully it's too loud. I think that with perfect execution, it's, you know, one or a zero. But I think if we're talking about any fetish under the context of it being perfect execution, then the FDI doesn't really need to exist. Yeah, I, if the fact that it requires rules precludes it from being a, z- a one or a zero. For Zero's done I feel every single <laughs> fetish we've ever talked about involves rules. Right. Every single, and this gets said every week, and if this is your first episode, which, you know, this needs to be said, any fetish can be a one if it's perfectly monitored with safety, and any fetish can be a five personally. The FDI is general guidelines for people entering into a new situation. Mm-hmm. Wariness factor. Constant how, vigilance, right? How how careful you need to be, uh, 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 yeah. How how intentional you need to be about how careful you're being. Well, and as long as you look out for yourself and you don't let anybody else hurt you, or like you voice very clearly what you want to happen and what your expectations are and what your boundaries are, and you're taking care of you, like you should be probably in good shape. And you think before you show up about what your guidelines are and be confident in your ability to stick to them because I think too many people decide that they're okay with things in the heat of the moment. Mm-hmm. Probably especially in a situation mm-hmm. like that that you realize later. Under pressure. Right. Uh, peer pressure. <gasps> I bet peer pressure is a real thing at Orgy. Yeah. Like, oh look, I like anal. You should yeah, try this giant butt plug. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I can say for myself I've experienced peer pressure in sexual situations where it's just like let's just run with it and then I think the worst assholes if we want to have like a creep of the week 
is I've talked to a lot of people and had a lot of former partners who had partners of their own who constantly fucking pressured them to have group sex where you will initiate a monogamous relationship with someone who wants to keep it monogamous Mm -hmm. and they never stop bitching babe it's my birthday i want to have a Mm three-way and invite your friend come on there's nothing shittier than trying to force group sex on someone who doesn't want it and i I think that's just that's someone that's entered into the relationship under yeah false pretenses false pretenses yeah they that doesn't have to do with group sex. That just has to do with someone being an asshole. Well, any fetish can have its asshole. Conversations are important on expectations and boundaries. What I kept thinking about this entire time, because that's, that's something I think about a lot, is, you know, no matter what happens, you still care about your former partners. And I, I vividly recall one who just had the worst asshole boyfriend who never shut up about trying to get her into group sex. And well, so totally. I, would, I would never want... Before you get, before you get too uh, jokey, oh, yeah. before you get too jokey... Uh, I would never want someone to utilize this podcast as a way of saying, see, it's normal, see, it's fun. Right. Um, if you're out there and you don't want to do this and someone's trying to pressure you into it, fucking say no. And the asshole who's trying to pressure you into it, fucking slap them in the face. Although we don't condone physical kick him, violence. Kick him to the curb. Also, I just feel like it's important to say Push that um, if you have to pressure someone to consent to something, they did not consent. Yeah, that's not consent. That's coercion. Right. Or blackmailing. the things that matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excellent. Well, um, can we take a minute to thank our sponsors? Yeah, let's thank a uh, big thank you to Midway Craft House. I actually got my snack before I came over here. We'll be doing a trivia night there in a few weeks. It is the single coolest convenience store in all of Denton, Texas, in all the United States, in all of the inhabited, inhabited worlds. They have a wide beer selection, live events, a friendly staff, and I'm not just saying this. They actually are not an official sponsor yet. Yeah, it sounds like, like you have an ad copy. Yeah. We really just like them, and they have delicious chocolate bars all the time. Well, and they got the cheap wine and the nice wine. Yes, they do. And they keep me snacking on Cheetos while we f- record these things. And they're, and they're helping us out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're our friend. They're definitely a friend of the podcast. Conveniently located here in Denton, Texas. Also, um, we also have amazing sponsorship from uh, Denton County Sticker Company, um, who has sponsored some of our other podcasts and giving us lots of stickers uh, to hand out as freebies for any listeners. And hopefully we'll have some soon for KingCast. You're good. You make high quality stickers. They're good, high quality stickers. I've printed my own stickers before. And let me tell you something. DIY. Sometimes it ends up being bullshit. Sometimes it's worth it to spring a little extra. Mm-hmm. And Denton County Sticker Company for your band podcast or, I guess, like, Satanist Church or, like, Jesus Church, whatever you're doing. Better choice than DIY. Well, it's also, yeah. you want to support local businesses. And they're a local business, at least for us. A lot of internet sticker companies are, yeah. Yeah, they'll rob you. They're actually, yeah. uh, like, cheaper than some of them that I've seen. Yeah. And they are good-looking stickers. I'm looking at them on the back of Dana's laptop right now. They yeah. are high-quality We're still out. placement. Uh, lastly. Uh, Let's talk about some of our other podcasts. Not just the one. Yeah. Yeah, just, uh, just FestiCast. Okay. We've been um, talking about B-Movie Deathmatch. Yeah, B-Movie Deathmatch gets, you know, it gets rung up enough. Yeah, and we talk about it on FestiCast as well. But um, I'll uh, what? tell you a little bit about... Dylan was so upset this week over all those points he didn't get in Chud. She threw a fit. 
So one of our other podcasts under the umbrella of Ex Vivo is the amazing uh, FestaCast um, hosted by Noe Mejia, and she's done an outstanding job not only setting up this amazing podcast, which launches later on this month, uh, but also an amazing musical, excuse me, uh, a release party that's going to start being a monthly music event here in Denton, Texas. Hopefully it's going to draw people from all the way from the DFW area. Um, and they're having their first big event at Backyard on Bell, um, and that's September 14th of this month. So there's a whole bunch of people that are going to come, but you should definitely check out the podcast. We do interviews for um, with local DJs, local producers, local musicians uh, that are really trying to get their work out there, and it's filled a really interesting niche here in the community. So it's kind of bringing a unique uh, flavor of music back to the area, um, something that has kind of been pushed out of the Denton area with the loss of all these cool venues. So now we're getting... People- who were listening to shoegaze don't really have uh, the energy to be listening to EDM. <laughs> but uh, anyways, it's a really excellent podcast. Um, all things EDM, um, all music, all the time, and we have a lot of fun on that on that podcast. So yes, definitely check it out. Cast. And finally, uh, you know, send us shit. Do we have a thing yet for people to send us? Yes. Um, Facebook, Twitter, you name it. They can send us um, questions or um, feedback on that. Or maybe, you know, um, ideas for future podcasts. Um, also, if they'd like to um, reach... naughty stories. <laughs> yeah, we also like naughty stories and pictures. Naughty questions. Um, and, and uh, you know, toys, whatever. Yeah. Gifts. You Absolutely. Know, if you have a suggestion for a toy that you think that we should try out... Might be game to try that out. I think all as long four as it's not used. Have expressed interest in the alien that lays eggs inside of you. Oh yes, the ovipositor. Yeah, I think we know more. Have a spare one of those. Sanitize <laughs> it and then send it over. Yeah, yeah, or we'll double sanitize it. Um, <laughs> anyways, we'd be interested to hear from you. Um, and I'm trying to think. No, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Orgies. Orgies get a two on the, on the thing. We'll have orgies. Big movie deathmatch. I hope that there's. I hope there's a group of coworkers driving who listen to our podcast, and they're they're being acknowledged. I'm looking right at them, and I say, Dave, start jacking Tom off. Pull over first. Stop the car. Yeah, pull pull over. Unless yeah. you, unless Dave and Jack are in the backseat. <laughs> yeah. Stop daisy chaining while you're driving. <laughs> yeah, that's not safe. Orgy it up, guys, in the copier when you get to work. Have a lovely week in the copier room. We'll see you next week. In the copier. Goodbye, friends.